a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How are other telcos adapting during this COVID-19 pandemic? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South, and we've got something a little different for you uh, in these next three episodes. We're doing a special three-part series uh, talking to telco managers about how their companies have adjusted to doing business in these unusual times. These interviews were part of episodes that were from the Lead Tennessee Radio podcast, which is a podcast produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association with help from Word South. Uh, you can find that podcast on your podcast platform of choice and uh, learn more about uh, the association at tennesseebroadband.com. Uh, you'll be able to, if you go there, you'll be able to hear the full episodes, full length episodes of uh, the entire discussion. Uh, but we've pulled out just the sections about how each company is adapting to the pandemic, and we put those together for you here. Hopefully, you'll appreciate the insights. Uh, the voice that you will hear um, that may be unfamiliar to you um, during the podcast asking some of the questions will be Lavoie Knowles. He is the host of Lead Tennessee Radio and the executive director at the Tennessee Broadband Association. If you've been in the industry a while, you probably know him from his long tenure at Ben Lomond Connect in Middle Tennessee. I think uh, think you'll enjoy these. Between speakers, I'll hop back on and uh, introduce the next speaker. In this first episode, the first of three, you'll hear from Mark Patterson, who is general manager and CEO at Highland Telephone on the Tennessee-Kentucky border, serving parts of both states. You'll hear from William Bradford, who's CEO of United in Middle Tennessee. You will hear from Bruce Modern, who is the Manager of State Government Affairs with TDS. And lastly, you'll hear from Jonathan West, who is CEO and General Manager at Twin Lakes, also in Tennessee. So I think they'll offer good insight on how their companies are adapting. And I will um, catch back up between each speaker. We're like all the other companies. It, it came on us very quickly. Uh, states. Uh, put out rules and regulations and we had to respond to them almost overnight. So, uh, we, uh, we ended up, we closed our lobbies to the public. Uh, we dispersed our workforce. We have, uh, most of our CSRs from our customer service personnel are working from home. Our service techs are, uh, no longer reporting to central locations. They are being dispatched remotely. So when they, they take their vehicle home with them at night, when they start work at eight in the morning, they use an iPad to pick up their orders and they're dispatched through the day over their iPads, uh, giving them, you know, additional orders and things to do and stuff. Construction crews, we've dispersed them in locations so that, uh, that we have two separate crews so that they're not, uh, around each other in case we did have an outbreak and had to quarantine one crew, we would still have another crew left available. So, so we've done that. Uh, the customers seem to have adapted very, very well. Uh, we have several different bill offering, different ways to pay your bill. We have kept our drive throughs open and our people, we, we've, uh, kept two people in each location with the drive throughs. Uh, we've provided them with, uh, you know, with masks and gloves. Uh, they, you know, we've had a good turnout of, of customers paying that way. We've seen tremendous increases of people that pay using online deal pay. 
or pay by phone. So we, we've actually seen, you know, people adapt to different ways to, to pay their bills and, and to do stuff. And, and, you know, we've really not seen any drop in productivity. We have seen some, uh, some interesting things. We saw about uh, a year's worth of bandwidth usage growth in three weeks. Uh, luckily, we had, had been planning uh, right after the first year and had already started and increased our, our uh, uh, bandwidth to the, to the cloud. So we had the capability of handling it. But we have seen tremendous increases. And we've seen quite a bit of demand for orders. We've seen probably we've been doing somewhere between 150 and 200 new installs a month of people wanting broadband. So it's, you know, it's, it's been a challenging time, but it's been a rewarding time. Again, that was Mark Patterson. He is the uh, CEO of HTC Highland Telephone up at the Tennessee-Kentucky border. Our next speaker uh, from the Lee Tennessee Radio podcast, uh, we will have William Bradford, who is CEO of United Communications. I'm really proud of the team here. You know, fortunately, we were sort of on the back end of a multi-year process to really uh, change the way all our internal systems work. And it enabled us very quickly in early March to really mobilize the majority of our employees and move them to work from home. So we found uh, pretty quickly and pretty easily, our employees were able to take laptops, take monitors home, get up and running and serve our customers day one. I mean, literally overnight, I think we had about 75% of our employees migrate to working from home and over the following week or two, as we were able to get more laptops and supplies in, uh, we've pretty much gone to 100% mobile workforce. in our field staff, you know, we've, we've kept our field operations running at 100% because we've seen just a huge increase in demand for broadband. But even our field staff, we've changed all their shifts. So no field staff have to be at the warehouse at the exact same time. Everybody's got a 30-minute window. They can be on the lot each week. Uh, so pretty amazing how our team adapted. You know, I feel like they really stepped up to the challenge. Uh, the most challenging part is at the same time we were changing the way we work. We saw a huge increase in the demand for our product. I think from February to March, we saw over a 30% increase in internet traffic in one month alone. We saw a record number of requests for new service in the month of March. So at the same time, we were asking everybody to change what they were doing. We saw a massive increase in demand. And obviously, we were asking everybody to take care of themselves, take care of their families, and our customers were asking us to take care of them too. So really seeing it from all fronts and the, and the team did amazing. It really, you know, as a, as a CEO and as a leader, it's really amazing to see how well the community stepped up, how well the United employees stepped up uh, and made it, you know, a challenging, very, very challenging month, uh, but, but made it through it. Wow, that's amazing that you've been that you've been that that uh, versatile, particularly uh, with the increased request for your services. That's that shows that uh, uh, I think the um, the community and the world in general is seeing the the importance of broadband uh, as a required utility. Oh, no doubt. I can't tell you how many customers have emailed saying, "I've got to work from home starting on Wednesday. What can you do to get me installed in two days? My kids are trying to get fired up and study from home. We need better internet." Uh, telemedicine is also sort of the third uh, leg of that. So between telemedicine, work from home and study from home and really just unwinding at home, streaming at home has become more important. Having a little uh, entertainment, you know, we've seen increases across all those lines. And so we're glad to step up and do our part to meet that need. 
I hope you appreciated the insights there from William Bradford. He is the CEO of United Communications. The next speaker will be Bruce Modern. He is Manager of State Government Affairs with TDS. Well, TDS has made a series of measures uh, reflecting consideration for not only the safety of our employees, uh, staff, or our techs, but also the customers. One of the things that we did right away was we established a, a response team made of our leadership team that uh, meets daily, react to new information and trends. Uh, they focus on current and anticipated safety measures, uh, supply chain issues, and marketing sales. They also, uh, or we also put together personal hygiene kits for our techs that include disinfecting wipes, uh, gloves, sanitizers, uh, disposable cleaning cloths. Um, and we've passed those out to our direct sales team and our field service team who regularly interact with customers. We also suspended non-essential business travel, um, implemented work at home. Many of our, our, our staff are working from home. So we implemented a uh, video software tool called TechSee. Um, the, the technology allows our technicians to connect with customers to share video and images to get real-time technical support and help but without having to be there in person. And basically the tech will send a message to the customer and they hit the link and accept the terms and they are connected. And the feedback so far has been extremely positive. Um, one thing, you know, obviously the impetus for this is the coronavirus, but I think this is something that uh, will continue uh, long after the virus is, is over. Our network is built to maintain to anticipate future demands. Um, so we've anticipated the increased usage demands. We've maximized our available broadband width. We're fully staffed. It's monitored. Again, our network is a robust, uh, fully redundant network. So we're doing a good job managing it. But we've not seen or experienced any issues. Um, from a customer standpoint, uh, you're aware of the FCC pledge early on. TDS signed on to that pledge. And recently, there's activity and that pledge will be continued through uh, June. It's actually um, our industry has had to kind of reinvent ourselves and, and, and TDS has been very instrumental in, in getting it done in a, in a very timely, efficient manner. And I know you serve several states, but you got a very significant uh, portion in Tennessee of the consumers and, and everyone appreciates TDS's help and, and uh, making sure that these customers stay connected because uh, even though the first thing we may think about is power, but the next thing is uh, robust broadband. And even though the increased demand, um, your network has been able to sustain this increased demand. And it's it's very commendable of TDS and your work that your folks have done to make sure that people can stay connected. Well, boy, we've been investing, uh, really started back heavily in 2017 to connect America funds, mixed in with existing corporate capital. We've had hundreds of projects to expand and improve our broadband. And so we're dealing with the coronavirus and the increase in usage in the stay-at-home, uh, students staying at home, taking online courses, um, our network is, is ready. It's capable. It's, um, the bandwidth is there. So we're in very good shape from a network perspective based on our commitment to building out broadband here in Tennessee. You are listening to Bruce Modern there. He is the Manager of State Government Affairs with TDS. The next speaker, the last one for this episode, will be Jonathan West, who is CEO and General Manager of Twin Lakes. What kind of adjustments have you had to make to continue serving your customers? 
<laughs> well, LaVoy, I, I tell you, as this has gone on, the, uh, the adjustments have been uh, frequent and growing in uh, severity as time progresses. You know, we started out not really knowing what this thing looked like, so we, we, we laid it out in four phases. Uh, we, we established that early on, that we felt like there would be stages, and we thought it would take quite a bit of time to get from stage one to, to our stage four. But the reality is we got to stage four very quickly. And for us, that meant, you know, full PPE gear uh, for our service technicians, ops techs that are out there in the field. As, as you know, and as I suspect most of the people listening know, uh, we're considered an essential service, a critical infrastructure from the Homeland Security's perspective. And, and from people that are just stuck in their homes and their businesses that are working remotely, they know that telecom is a very important part of what they do and the broadband services that are provided. So we have to stay out there. We have to continue to support, provide, and install the various services. So the first thing we think of is the health and safety of our employees, right? So how do we, how do we keep our customers connected and keep our employees safe while doing it? So a lot of those first things was just procuring the, the PPE. I mean, it's been a discussion all across the country, but, but finding the mask, finding the hand sanitizer, finding the gloves and the boots and the, the suits that are necessary in certain situations. And so just making sure that the first thing we thought of is how do we keep our people safe? And we thought PPE right off the top of the bat. Uh, then we kind of moved into other thoughts about, you know, closing the office uh, to, to traffic, to foot traffic. And, and we did that early. We actually closed our lobbies very soon. We closed our drive-throughs. Uh, and, and we did that primarily to conserve PPE and to keep our employees safe. So, you know, the amount of PPE we had, we wanted to dedicate it to those that were out there that there's really no other way to do their job except to go to the homes and businesses and, and do everything else we could. So we, uh, we followed the pledge from the FCC and we waived uh, late fees. We didn't disconnect anybody because they hadn't paid because with the offices closed. We stayed on the phone, uh, uh, we chat, we email, we, we do phone conversations. So we've supported everyone remotely. Uh, we've mailed out a lot of CPE, we've mailed things that we could, but we closed those offices, kept the techs uh, you know, fully geared up, making sure they were aware of, of how to be safe and what it takes to be safe. But uh, again, we, we just tried to be as flexible with our customers as possible while maintaining and supporting them. We've got today, about 48 employees that are uh, working in the normal way. They report from home, but they go to offices, they go to businesses. About 90 of our employees are working from home. And so the vast majority of our people are at home. Now, as the pandemic starts to, I don't want to say wind down, I don't know that that's the right word, but I know we're going into a different phase across the country and trying to start businesses back up. We're now in the process of evaluating bringing those people back in. and How do we how do we open the lobbies back up? And the drive-thrus will open very shortly. And, and then other things, we, we've got a basically a four-stage approach to coming back to work. And so lots of changes, uh, you know, lots of things changed and lots of things stayed the same. Customers were number one on making sure they're served, but making sure our employees were safe. Uh, we're right there beside that. And then we've just made a lot of adjustments for different pay types. And we actually pay our customers if they'll pay online. And so there's just uh, things to encourage this, uh, this new normal. Well, that should wrap up this episode. I hope that you enjoyed these insights. I hope that you will tune in to the next uh, part two and part three coming up. And until we talk again, I'm Andy Johns, your host. Keep telling your story. 
You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.